0: Welcome to the weekend sports buzz live here on 96.1 FM 1450 AM WXVW the big X coming at you as we do every Sunday morning 9 a.m. until 11 a.m. talking all things in the world of sports we are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy Louisville Combat Academy is located at 10105 Dixie Highway, that's Louisville, Kentucky, 40272, they are the premier place in the state of Kentucky, if you want to get into the cage, they have the largest active roster of MMA fighters out of anybody in the state. They sponsor us here on the weekend, Sports Buzz, I say it, it seems like every week now, uh, When since Doc Parks has come on board with us for the production side of the show and Louisville Combat Academy has jumped on for the sponsor of the show, the weekend sports buzz has really taken a step to the next level. We got our man Gary Love in studio with us this morning. Gary, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Can we hear Gary? Can we hear Gary? Can you guys hear me? Okay, Let's see. Just one moment. Oh, there we go. Gary. We're good. We're okay, good. Gary, that, G- Gary Love is our recruiting guru. That does not go out of season. No. At ScoutingU on Twitter, Gary covers all things in the world of uh, college basketball and college football recruiting. Not just for the Kentucky Wildcats, Gary. You cover uh, the University of Louisville men's basketball team, the men's football team, also the Indiana Hoosiers football and basketball. So, Gary, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Plenty of, as there is each and every year, Plenty of roster movement talk uh, at this time of the year. After the NCAA tournament is in the rearview mirror, we get to look forward to next season. And as I always say, in the world of college basketball, there's no such thing as off season when you're in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market.
1: No, after basketball season's over, this is when the this is when things start to heat up. You you start developing your roster for next year. You know guys are leaving. You know guys are coming in. Coaches can go out and recruit. This is this is where they spend most of their summer at this next two weeks, three weeks, is recruiting.
0: Okay, so I'll get to ask you some questions about some of the uh, Kentucky players who we think will be leaving, who will be coming back. I want to remind our listeners, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Love to get some questions or insight into your thoughts on the, the – <laughs> Louisville basketball program or Kentucky basketball program or even the local Indiana Hoosiers. I know there's a, a lot of looming, possibly bad news for the Louisville men's basketball program, Gary. Any any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, they're gonna lose a couple guys, I think. Um but as far as the investigation goes. That, that's what I was that's what
0: I was getting at. Yeah,
1: I didn't know if he was ready to talk about that or not. Um
0: yeah, there's a little degree. I uh, I follow. I'm more of a local guy. You yeah. know, I live in Louisville, so I'm more of a, a cards guy as far as coverage. I try not to be a homer, but that that is kind of just what I do. So I know you don't try to bring just negativity. Doc's right. making some very interesting facial mo- motions over there. Doc, what what were you doing? Oh my goodness, he's suggesting I'm a homer. That's okay. So Gary, you don't want to come on here each and every Sunday and just harp on the negative with Louisville.
1: No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash other programs. I mean, they got rid of most of the guys there, but I don't think it's going to help them.
0: So what, what do you think the end game is here for the Cards? I say Because Cards fans have been beat up. They've been just absolutely put through the ringer these past couple years, yeah. and it doesn't seem like it's over right now. No.
1: Not at all. I think the end game for them is another one or two postseason bans.
0: Jeez. Thank yeah. goodness we talk about all things in the world of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I okay. Just, I just think it wouldn't have been that
1: big a deal. But since they fired everybody, I don't think it would have been that big a deal other than they were already on probation is what's going it's, it's to get them. Okay.
0: They already had issues going on related to the Andre McGee. Yeah. Uh, the prostitution, things like that. Um, when the, the 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 payment to the Bowen family, really—that's yes. specifically what this is about.
1: Yes, uh, the payment to the Bowen family, which that was an Adidas thing. Now, what I think is going to get them are the cash payments to Bowen's dad to make rent by Kenny Johnson. Mm-hmm. So,
0: remember, just a couple years ago, here on the weekend sports bus, Kenny Johnson was. All the buzz. I mean, he's he's coming from the Hoosiers to the, the Louisville Cardinals. He's the guy who got Oladipo and Zeller, and he's the recruiting guru that Crean was so upset that he lost, and the cards picked him up. And it turns out, behind the scenes, what he was doing is maybe what other big assistants are doing across the country. But oh, it's can, been proven. I mean, yeah. you see
1: all these guys going to jail now for it, taking bribes. You think it's a little
0: overkill to keep using – the University of Louisville as the the the, the whipping boy.
1: No, okay. if you don't want to be the face of the program, then don't. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want backlash, then quit doing what you're doing.
0: Okay. Hey, hey, Chris who, Embry hey, came who is in. This guy, we have, have our man Chris Embry uh, joined us this morning. Gary was saying prior to the show, and I, you know, running late today, Chris.
1: Yeah, he just moved into town. He didn't know the Derby event was a big. Glad you could <laughs> hey. join
0: us, Chris i kind of forgot about the bridge second street bridge was closed this morning um i encountered that and quickly was able to go 64 to 65 but yeah second street bridge which is what i use to get from louisville for all of our listeners who don't know all four of us here doc parks chris embry gary love and i on sunday mornings we make the trek across the bridge to get here to, to chat about sports every sunday morning and I take the 2nd the Street Bridge so as to avoid the toll. This morning, got there, shut down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I guess they had an event here last night. <laughs> I don't know what the event was. Yeah. No, Thunder <laughs> over Louisville last night. We're on the cusp of the Kentucky Derby. The Louisville Combat Academy buzzline line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. Brian, I know you've got plenty of Derby talk for us this morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, guys.
2: Hey, let me first chime in on what Gary had to say. I, I couldn't disagree more. I don't think Louis, Louis was getting a thirty one according to Jody Demling last night, getting a thirty one thousand dollar payment from Adidas back. Uh, the Kenny Johnson stuff is is not going to be proved. It's uh it's a, it's a proven liars, uh, and that's Bowen's father word against uh Kenny Johnson who's uh I still believe is at LaSalle. Uh so uh and, and the comment about Louisville should be the face of of, of all this problems is uh, a true blue Kentucky fan, and uh, uh, kind of a shame you got him on the show. But hey, let me talk about uh, a couple other things, guys. Uh, uh, no, I'm serious. I mean, uh, that's uh, that's really uh, unbelievable. But uh, uh, and, and if, if Gary wants to make a, a wager on what happens, let's do to that. Louisville, I'd be more I'd be more than happy. Well. If, if i if i could trust that you pay it i'd do it gary so hey <laughs> let me talk about tiger woods before i get into omaha beach uh the derby field set guys um improbable who has been the uh top pick for Ba bafford lost to omaha beach in the arkansas derby yesterday uh in a great race it turned out to be pretty much a two-horse race in the slop. sure hope that doesn't repeat in the derby but uh The field set, and it's the highest point total ever to get in the Derby, sitting at 19 right now, is uh, 40 points. So uh, we're going to see a lot of different stuff come in. There will be some defections in three weeks. But uh, uh, the Derby, for anybody uh, wondering if horse racing has lost its luster, certainly has out in California. But the product that Churchill Downs has uh, couldn't be any stronger. Uh, They're they're coming up with seats out there at the Downs that – uh, nobody even knew they could build on feet. So uh, the, the church. And if you don't believe that, go look at Churchill Downs' stock. So uh, the Derby is as hot as ever. Omaha Beach, I think, is going to be the favorite. And I'm just po- hoping that it's not a, another Baffert repeat. Um, Tiger Woods is making a lot of noise, guys. Uh, I don't think he's going to have the stamina to pull it off. They're actually playing now. He's teeing off at 9:20. They're going off in threes, and they're hoping to try to uh, beat this unbelievable storm system. That's blowing through killed five people in Mississippi last night. And they're trying to get that in before, uh, before the, uh, Augusta, typically that it starts about two and goes to seven and they're going to, CBS is going to repeat it from two to seven, but, uh, they are playing now and the leaders are about to tee off. So my pick is Molinari. Uh, I think he's uh, in the prime of his life, but unbelievable with the momentum and the excitement that is going on with tiger. So, uh, Real nice to see. Guys, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs. And then one other comment, and I'll let you go. And then hear Gary, uh, his comments on what I said, so I'd be anxious to hear that. Uh, NBA playoffs, guys, three of the four teams, home teams lost last night. And I think, I think a team that really is going to make some noise is led by a kid right out of Louisville, and that's D'Angelo Russell. The Nets went in and manhandled uh, the 76ers. And throughout the game, uh, the most unbelievable chorus of boos ringing out from the classless uh, 76ers fans. But it really has exposed uh, Ben Simmons, in my opinion. If you watch the game, he cannot shoot. He can't even get a foul shot up. Uh, Will Chamberlain made him look like he had a pure stroke compared to what this kid had. And they're not guarding him. They don't even guard him until he gets in the lane. And it's a glaring weakness. And if I were uh the 76ers i would bench ben simmons uh because they they figured him out that he cannot shoot a horrible form uh probably could have used a year or two in college to develop a stroke but uh, and then and then some other upsets uh so real interesting to see the pacers are playing today i don't expect them even though that's my team i don't expect them to make any noise they really fizzled out late in the year so uh you know, that's just kind of the way that goes. And the other thing I'd want to talk about, I'd really love to see the makeup of some of these, the rosters. Louisville signed a a, a a very nice point guard uh, grad transfer. And, and, you know, I mentioned Jody Demling earlier. I'll mention Jody now. I'm on a premium site with him. And you talk about in the swamp. Jody's about knee-deep in the swamp. It, it, he gives about as much uh, inside information as uh uh Kerr Journal does I mean he won't go out on a limb on anything nobody's quiet as a church mouse as as who's leaving I don't think it's Aurora ESPN came out with their uh draft projections he's nowhere in there nobody thinks he's going to get drafted in the top two and I guess could leave and go to Europe and play he's got the body he's certainly not going to get drafted but I'm guessing. Of course, nobody wants to talk about it. I'm guessing BJ King's going to leave as a grad transfer. He graduates in June, and uh, but unbelievable. Uh, and probably 15 or 20 requests to Jody in the last two days that Jody, could you at least speculate as to uh, what's going on? So uh, and not a word out of Jody uh, because he doesn't want to lose his gig down there at University of Louisville. But how he can say he's an outsider uh, or an insider into the programs, a, a joke. And Jody, if you're listening, I'm canceling my subscription, roll a sack of nuts and, uh, let's hear some real facts. So thanks for having me on guys. Happy, uh, uh, Palm Sunday to everyone and happy Holy week going into next week.
0: All right. Great stuff there from our man, Brian, the insider, Brian is really, uh, you know, bringing the cold. fire, bringing the fire this morning. He, he took some shots at Gary. Yeah. Uh, Then he proceeded to really take some shots at Jody (laughs) Demling. You know, never know exactly what you're going to get from Brian the Insider, and I appreciate that. Oh yeah, we're a sounding board here, a weekly show, and we encourage you to you know get involved. If you have thoughts on something, we want to hear from it. Mm -hmm. Great call, great call. I love it. I love it, Gary. I will your rebuttal. So he he touched on a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, you asked me if I thought Louisville should be the face of the pro, the face of all this scandal, the whipping boy. And my, my response was, if you don't want to be, quit committing violations. Okay. He said the $1,400 by uh, Kenny Johnson would never be proven. Since when has the N- uh, NCAA ever penalized somebody based on facts?
0: Okay. I mean, North Carolina. So there's it, no precedent?
1: No, absolutely not. Okay. But, but like Arizona,
0: for example. Mm-hmm. They're not being made into the whipping boy quite as much as Louisville.
1: Because they haven't had so many scandals in the last four years. The
0: underage prostitution thing, I, I won't it get it. It sticks you know, with you. Yeah. That, that, other schools don't have that, right? Right. Okay. Now, other schools are paying players, right? Absolutely. Kentucky probably is, right? I'm, why not? Everybody else is. Okay. It okay. Like. Right? Doc? Chris? Kentucky probably is, right, guys? Who knows? I – nobody knows. I don't know. You know what? But they probably are, right?
3: Well, here's the thing. If they are, how did they not outbid Duke for Zion? Because you know he was
0: paid to go there, right? What do you mean how did they not outbid? Duke has tons of rich people and rich boosters. What do you mean? Are you saying if Kentucky could – So you're saying Kentucky has more money than Duke behind the scenes?
3: If Kentucky got Anthony Davis – Illegally? Why couldn't he get Zion? I'm not illegally? saying
0: that I hate any of these people, and if I were in their shoes, I'd do anything not, different. I, you know, I'm not. If saying you guys say I pay you guys, you know, you guys get paid a big, big salary to come in here every Sunday, right? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I think if I were in their shoes, I'd be open to being paid, and if I was in the situation to where I was a booster who's responsible for paying the players, you know, I may be down for some of that too. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. Right. Yeah. I'm not a saint. I'm in happy. That's how it works. That's how life works. Okay. But that's. It. I think this the whole thing's corrupt.
3: Yeah. NCAA is a sham. NCAA it, is a farce. I said it, it, it once. I'll it's, say it a hundred times. It's. Um, everything they do is under false pretense. It's just they want to portray themselves as one thing, and it's their actions speak louder than words. Obviously. Okay.
0: Would. So we got that out of the way. Well, let's,
1: let's go to this. Five or six years ago, people thought Calipari was crazy when he said that the Power 5 conference, there, there would be five Power 5 conferences, and they will break away from the NCAA. Okay. And now look at everybody's wanting to break away from the NCAA now. And when okay. he first said it, he said, they, everybody's like, no, it never happened. It's crazy. But, but the, it, the, the, they, they should. If I poke a hole in that,
0: mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, well, then what are they going to be? They gotta then have some regulatory body. I'm sure oh, they, they will. So they would create their own mm-hmm. under the pretense of false amateurism. Heck of a, a business model to put something together there, in my opinion. I mean, the whole thing's a joke in my eyes. Yeah, we
1: should just have pro sports. It's false amateurism now.
0: I know How, that's anti everything here in the city and the the southern southern Indiana and Louisville market. Everybody loves college basketball, but in my opinion, Doc, you're an amateur MMA fighter, right? Absolutely. Pretty transparent. You're not getting paid behind the scenes. The best amateur MMA fighters probably aren't getting paid behind the scenes. You think so? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay, amateurism I think's crazy.
4: Yeah. I don't think there's a sport. If people are putting eyeballs on it, enough eyes, I don't think there's a sport where amateurs are not getting paid behind the scenes. Okay, I, well
0: then who cares? Let's just take that all out of it. And the, 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 the premise that they're not allowed to be paid, take it out of it. I think it's a joke to act like Sean Miller because there's recordings, right, of Sean Miller. I'll keep going back to that. Mm-hmm. I think the FBI has wiretap phone conversations of Sean Miller saying, I'm the money man. Come through me.
1: Yep. And, and-
3: I think the big uh, issue with all of this, bringing up the FBI, I, why did they ever get involved? It, it, it just
0: Because of tax evasion. Tax
4: evasion, money laundering. Well, that's Secret I- Service territory, tax evasion. <laughs> okay.
3: But...
0: They're they they all government like entities, hunting, and they, they work together, though. I think there's a legal wire, you know, that's at least what they say is the illegal wire transfers. I, I worked in banking for years, and you can't get into doing wire transfers unless it's real documented what it's for. You know, I don't know. They've they they got to have it all structured. They want to know what the money's being wired for, and most importantly, in their eyes, are taxes being paid when appropriate. Um.
3: There's also people out there saying that the Katina Powell incident is what spurred the
0: FBI I And I, I won't get away from that. I don't disagree. What? The underage prostitution stuff. It's not Penn State, right? I don't no. think it deserves to be in the same category as that. It's not Michigan State. Not Michigan State. No, no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think these underage, the underage prostitution in the Louisville stuff was the same as a actual, um, complete. Minor who's can being exploited entirely, okay. Mm-hmm. But still, there was underage players and there was underage prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, can't get away from that. That's sensationalism. That's gonna catch the eyes of the the uh, country, okay. And it deserves to probably, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I won't get away from that. I think absent of the Katina Powell and her underage daughters with underage prospects, high school players and, and college, parents, yeah. But, but they were adults, so in my uh, eyes, prostitution is 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 right. a little different. Um, but the fact that some of them were underage, I think it blurs the line, and I do believe that is the reason Louisville is being used as the whipping boy.
1: Yeah, it all. You know what? It will all blow over. I remember in 1989 when Kentucky was all over the news for supposedly sending a thousand dollars to Chris Mills, right? Was that the Sutton stuff? Yes. And Kentucky got a three-year, post, uh, two-year postseason ban. They couldn't play on live TV for a year. And Dwayne Casey sued the NCAA and won like $5 million for defamation of character because they couldn't prove who sent that money. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I mean, programs grow, go through this. Duke went through it. Duke went through it when uh, Lance Thomas got a $100,000 loan for jewelry. You go through this stuff.
3: But... Yeah, but they didn't get any punishment. No, they didn't.
4: <laughs> well, here's or the qu- Corey Maggetti. <laughs> here's yeah. my question: When does the NCAA House of Cards here fall? Because they never, must apparently, have- never. It has to eventually. Because the concept of amateurism
0: is so ingrained into who we are as a sports culture, it I just could, is. I
3: could see a like some type of class, uh, class action lawsuit against them.
0: Really, I could see some yeah.
3: players coming together. And that's what I'm stuff.
0: saying. It's kind of like health insurance. The, it, the structure of health insurance in our country is what it is because of money. Money being exchanged hands. I don't know that it's going to change, even though you could legally maybe poke some holes in it. The decision makers, I don't know what the solution is to health insurance, nor do I know what the solution is to the NCAA. I don't. Okay. I think it would be a complex solution, and, and I don't think there's a magical formula f- for anything. Yeah. But I think that when my son and I, I got a 10-year-old son, and, and one of the games we play with each other is what college did Horace Grant go to? You guys know what college Horace Grant went to? Clemson. Clem, good call, Gary Love. Clemson. Okay. That, that game is fun. I like playing that. Our culture, our sports co- sports culture is so ingrained with so-and-so athlete. Isaiah Thomas went to IU. Scotty Pippen, Central Arkansas. I think that's just part of who we are. Yeah. So they've got a stranglehold on it. It's not going away.
1: I just think it's hypocritical of them to make a billion dollars a year as a nonprofit organization. Yeah. And the, oh, p- the players can't sign an autograph for
0: $5, $10. Oh, the yeah. whole
3: thing's hypocritical. I mean, what they.
0: In my opinion, and this is a, almost takes a different direction the tax exempt status for churches and universities are silly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My opinion. and uh, We don't have to jump into that too right. much. Um, but we are the weekend sports buzz every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. until 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky 40272. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. Uh, we are a weekly sports radio show here in the Louisville Southern Indiana market. And we have a little bit of an identity along with combat sports. So we talk about basketball, baseball, football, everything along those lines. But we also cover boxing, uh, MMA, occasionally kickboxing, things like that. There were some UFC fights last night, so we could get to that a little bit. But I want to welcome in studio with us, we have a couple uh, combat sports uh, athletes. We have Jordan Sullivan and we have Jesse Pride Slayer romans How are yes, you guys sir. doing this morning?
5: We're doing great. How yeah, about yourself? we doing
0: awesome. Doing very well. Thank you so much for making the trek up. Or down, down from northern Kentucky down to the uh, southern Indiana, Jeffersonville beautiful. area. It was awesome. Was it? Yeah. yeah you guys have, have some good dialogue on the way down? Yeah, yeah,
6: you know, we usually do. Just stare at each other. He calls me fat a couple times, you know, things like that. I love you. Gotta stay on it. <laughs> yeah. A couple I love yous, that's, things that's like that's that. That's how he keeps me on weight, man.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, Jordan, you are the black belt owner of Triple Crown MMA.
5: Correct. Yes.
0: Tell us a little bit about your history. How long have you been training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? How long have you owned your gym?
5: I've um, been training jiu-jitsu since 2007, um, and uh, I knew it was something I wanted to do. I got into martial arts when I was in the Marine Corps. I wrestled in junior high and high school, and uh, once uh, I got out of the Marine Corps, I knew I wanted to do martial arts, jiu-jitsu, MMA, all of it. And um, I started training, and uh, after a while uh, of training, we ended up uh, having a good fight team and... When I was doing MMA, it was out in Cincinnati, and um, and then um, over the course of training, I really started falling in love with the jiu-jitsu and realizing how good one particular person could be in that one sport, um, jiu-jitsu, and instead of MMA and all that, so um, I ended up uh, going to Brazil for a couple years when I was a purple belt, not a couple years, a couple months, three months I went to Brazil as a purple belt and uh, trained there, and that made me even realize more how good these guys are at jiu-jitsu. Striking and stuff like that um, wasn't really a big problem, but when we do jiu-jitsu, that was What do you
0: mean by that? And I'm sorry, we only have 10 to 12 minutes, but, man, I could go off into a different direction here. Yeah. What do you mean by that? You said striking wasn't wasn't a big problem, but I think what you're saying is, but when you get to the ground, you really get to, you can tell when you get to the ground who's good at jiu-jitsu and who's not. Right.
5: When we do, when we do, train mma or when we we train kickboxing and boxing up there it um i i wasn't uh that wasn't the thing i needed to work on there i could realize that but i realized okay now i like these guys are so good at jujitsu i have to you know get to that level because once we were on the ground or if it was just a strict jujitsu class um these guys were just phenomenal and i realized how could how good you could get at one thing um the... after i came back from brazil i met sean hammonds and then i got on board with team lloyd Irvin, and um and team sean hammonds right now and the gym's been uh around for about uh since 2010 and uh recently we've moved and grown uh about three years ago into a, a big location in florence kentucky okay so before
0: we move on Um, A little commercial, I guess. What's the address of your your academy? What is the mission statement for the academy?
5: Um, Our address is 8335 Dixie Highway in Florence, Kentucky. Um, You can check us out on Facebook, Triple Crown MMA, and triplecrownmma.com, and on Instagram, um, Crown underscore MMA. Okay. Uh,
0: What is the mission? What are you looking for as far as people, obviously, uh, you know, who knows who could be listening to this? But who? What's the the perfect person to start at Triple Crown MMA? Do they need to be anybody. have ambitions of getting into the cage?
5: No, not at all. And that's the thing is jujitsu and it, the sport of MMA is has been growing here a lot. Triple but, Crown's a place for anybody for sure. Yes, okay. anybody yeah. comes in that door, it's a. Uh, and that's who I'm looking for. That's
6: who we make. You know, that's kids. Who, yeah, kids. And, I mean, you saw my transformation. I mean, I was in no kind of shape when you saw me first fight, you know, since I've He's been there. He's lost man. probably close to 100 pounds. Just Yeah, just, just since I've been there, over yeah. 100 pounds. Even. And
5: I've had guys lose 60 pounds in the first month. So
0: it's a lot about a personal journey. You want to better yourself. You want to be involved in something that will help you mentally, physically, um, I mean, just in every way possible on right. a personal level. I have to honestly right. say,
6: too, you know, as a member – like, everybody's family there. It's like a clan. You know that you can go to somebody and ask them, you know, whether it be life advice or fitness advice or diet advice. You know, everybody's on it. Everybody's working full time. Uh, you can go in there pretty much any time of day and get some kind of work in, which is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Very committed memberships. You know, I had my four of the guys that were in my wedding, you know, I trained with. And, you know, I've known them for 18 months, 19 months, maybe even going on 20 months.
0: When yeah, I first awesome. started doing, I'm on a run right now of coming up on almost three years where I've commentated every HR MMA show, yeah, which is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, but I think They're my first awesome. one where I, I did it a few years ago too. But right now I'm actually training jujitsu now, and yeah. I'm, I'm, um, you know, actually into it a little bit more than I was. But my first one on this run, <laughs> I saw a fight of this guy right here, Jesse yeah. Pride Slayer Romans, yeah. and he came out and he was crawling to the cage. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, my God! Are we in the WWE? What yeah. the hell's going on here?"
6: No, I've always, I've had a passion for fighting, you know, since I was young, and I always did, used to love WWE and stuff. And to be honest, you know, I feel like a beast, you know, and that's the way I came out. I was. I had no idea yeah. because I try to prepare for the shows. Mm-hmm. I got the fight Can't cards. Prepare for me. <laughs> Can't okay. prepare, you know, get a mop and a camera, and that's the only way to prepare for me. Bro. Okay. But I tried the day of, even the day before and the day of, I had no
0: idea even what your name was. Yeah.
6: Well I didn't take the fight until that day. Okay. So so came up with a group of other people. I happened to have my blood work done because I was actually wanting to fight Shannon Van Ness and I thought I was going to get to fight him, but Justin Burgun ended up fighting Shannon Van Ness. Okay. And that was when, you know, he came through and had his four fights. Were you training with Jordan at the time? No, that was I was actually training with Rodney Thomas and Damian Miller. Mm -hmm. And then that's really the only time. Great people, yeah. real involved in the HRMAC. Yeah, and we were going up to ASAP at the time, you know. And to be honest, there wasn't any instruction going on with, at Daryl Ray's place. Daryl Ray? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah.
4: Why does that name sound familiar to me? Yeah,
6: Doc, I don't...
0: We did have Daryl Ray in, in all seriousness, a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, so he's not that far from you.
6: Right. He's in... He Northern did a breaking Kentucky.
0: demonstration... In
6: the parking lot. Yeah, we saw. I saw that. Did you watch it? Yeah. Pretty good I, footage. I, I Did in, I look good in it? I, when I came in, I was like, whoa, this is the rail that Daryl Ray broke a two-by-four on. Yeah. We'll but get a
5: picture taken next to it. when we
6: leave. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a picture taken next to it. Yeah. <laughs> collector's Sinai. item. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I honestly, I was mostly training with Damien and Rodney. You know, the place is also in a, a facility called ASAP which is like a you know full training facility, football training facility. So it was mostly lifting weights and rolling with a couple guys here and there. Things Who like cornered kind of, you? I forgot. Who cornered you for that fight? Daryl and Khadija. Okay. Yeah. and But that's actually where I met my coach now, Jeff Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Jeff was, was going to make the, the trip up here, wasn't yeah, able to he, come yeah, in. Yeah, he ended up having to work today. But I ended up meeting Jeff through him. And that was when uh, Jeff left there because of, you know, whatever reason, drama and stuff like that, well – Jordan offered him a striking coach position up at Triple Crown. And, you know, the rest is history. I went up there, and I was about 3'10", 3'15", I think, when I showed up there. I'd already lost some weight uh, from training, but when I showed up there, I was about 3'15". And, you know, within the first month, I was down to 285, and then 255, and then, you know, 225, and then 210. And, you know, we were going to compete at 205 in February for the two-bills fight, uh, but I ended up tearing my vastest lateralists, and it was one of those things like – I had it tore probably like three weeks before I actually pulled from the fight. It was one of those things I tried to push off and keep training through, you know, roll it out, stuff like that. But to be honest, I probably should have took, you know, like two weeks rest. And I might have still been able to fight. But progressively, you know, training five, six days a week, it ended up getting a little worse. You've got a a kickboxing match coming up May 11th in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I'm very, very excited for my kickboxing match. Okay. Um, Is
0: that your end goal now is to stick with kickboxing? You're going to stick with jiu-jitsu and kind of integrate them into a – Return to the cage.
6: I am mostly going to kickbox at least for the next year. I might do some grappling tournaments here and there. You know, there's a lot of good no gi promotions around now. Uh, you know, in the northern Kentucky area, you know, central Kentucky area. But yeah, I'm mostly going to focus on kickboxing. It's honestly a passion, kind of like how Jordan, you know, found a passion for jujitsu. I was particularly bad at striking before. Hmm. You know, I'm sure you've seen the video of me getting head kicked. You know what I'm saying? That, I was, yeah, I was that, there. Yeah, yep, that, yep. that was the moment where I was like. Ain't nobody going to do that to me again. Hernandez? Yeah, ain't nobody going to do that to me again. That was vicious. You were yeah. taking selfies. I, that's yeah. why I love you. Yeah. It's cuz well, you were taking
0: selfies in the hospital later. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy, is he dead?" Well, and hey, then later yeah. on that night you're laughing taking selfies. Yeah. So well, I appreciate that's the thing,
6: that. man. Like, you know, God gave me the opportunity to get back up from something like that and have the mentality that, you know, I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm going to push forward. And then, you know, my next fight, we went out against Ashley Hunt, who's from American top team, you know, and that was a guy who had been fighting since, you know, 2008 or something like that. And I mean, we went out and had a brawl with him, you know, and that was an awesome fight. One of the many fights of the night, it was a bloodbath. And then, you know, the next fight we came out, did exactly what we planned to do and dominated. But as far as kickboxing goes, man, you know, it's something that I was bad at when I started. I I naturally, you can understand this. When when you're grappling, you do have time. I'm I'm also bad at kickboxing, so I can relate. To be honest, You're not I, now, but I, I, I am yeah, I, 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 still. I'm still not even trying to toot my own horn. I mean, we uh, adopted, I think it's, is it a Lloyd Irvin ranking system for the show? Sean striking? Hammond's Sha- ranking. Sean Hammond's yeah, ranking yeah. system. So for we do striking? a ranking system. Tell us a little
5: bit about that place, For the belt. Uh, or for the striking side of things, uh, what we started incorporating. And it's to help people stay motivated, too. Yes. Um, uh, uh, we have a ranking pretty good system striking for striking, striking. And yeah. um And Jeff do- Johnson is our striking coach, and he's had nearly 100... Um, boxing and mma and kickboxing fights and he does a phenomenal job teaching the class yeah. he came with started with me about three years ago and he just started teaching for free and just because he wanted to be a part of the gym and want to start doing jiu-jitsu and then he started um doing so good that uh we just started putting him on you know teaching every night and, and growing his classes in
0: jiu-jitsu it's interesting because you know i'm, I'm a blue belt
5: with three stripes right now
0: very slow progressing art. You got to really work your ass off yeah. to get to that point. For me, I feel you know I've put in a lot of hours. So still very slowing it slow. If you're comparing it to like taekwondo or something, okay. See, so, but, think but still, I teach
6: is one of those things like you can kind of make leaps and bounds if you if you can kind of pick something up up quickly some people are more prone strikers than others yes and same
0: goes for jujitsu but striking's a little different you see some people who are naturally maybe with no training who may be able to easily knock me out right
6: well you know it's because it comes down to millimeters it's literally millimeters that can end and dictate a fight when it comes to striking and if you just naturally have a good like perception of your reach and you know how to use your reach correctly because I don't know if you know this like I'm six foot three but I actually have an 81 inch reach wow and I didn't really know that until I started working with Jeff you know and I, I I would never jab I would come out and throw just vicious bolo punches I wouldn't keep my hands up and like I feel Tight and technical. I'm not going to, like, you know, call anybody out or anything like that. If you like, want to, no, you're more than no, welcome do that. to. That's do f- that, that would still. be okay. Jesus, Jesus wouldn't want me to do that. You know, I'm here to glorify what God. What would Jesus do, that. Jesse? Jesus, Jesus would knee them in the face and not talk any crap about it, you know. Okay, so, but. Jordan, the, the ranking system. Yes.
0: It, is it similar to a jiu-jitsu ranking it system?
6: It is
5: similar, yes. and White, it, blue, purple. Brown, black. We have yellow and green a- involved in there too. And, you know, if people aren't fighting, you know, and if their goal is to lose weight or, you know, even learn a martial art, now there's something they can shoot for, stripes or a belt, um, or e- even down the line if they want to fight, they fight. But if that's not their goal, then we have other ways for them to f- feel rewarded and and, and progress.
0: Which is interesting. You know, I teach the kids' classes a lot at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky, and they get a stripe in it, you know, psychologically. It it not happy. not just for kids, yeah. for adults too. Right. Yeah,
6: an like adult you, gets a stripe, and they're like,
5: I "When you something. got your yeah. third stripe on your blue belt, you are happier." Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh,
6: it, it makes people. It. I cried when I got my blue belt in kickboxing. I'm not gonna lie, I did. It was pretty awesome. You know, I'd work, I'd worked hard for it, and there was a couple like new people there who were even you know made comments like, "Why is he crying?" And you know, a couple of the more experienced guys were like, "You know, he put in the hard work." You know, he did. It's not an easy thing. Getting punched in the face, it's immediate, like, woo, woo, woo. Like, you know, sirens going off. You can't think straight. And that's what I like so much about it. It's thrilling. You know, with MMA, you have a 100 different things to worry about. i got to worry about if this guy's been wrestling since he was four years old. You know. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. There's (laughs) – with no wrestling background or martial arts background until, like, three
5: years ago, I can relate. And if somebody wrestled when they are young – you're not going to catch up to that. No. No, and somebody, you see those guys at the high level in UFC, they started something where they were young, whether yeah. it be, you know, boxing, whether it uh, be wrestling or even taekwondo. I mean, they, they've they done something their whole life. And, you know, then they start learning the other things, jujitsu or striking or, you know, something else that they can add to that. But um, it's hard to really make it unless you've done, you know, something your whole life that brings you to that point.
0: Comes to mind even Robbie Lawler against Ben Askren. Askren's obviously the better wrestler, yep. but Robbie Lawler if you really dive into it, he's been wrestling for since he was a little kid too. But yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. But that that goes to show the levels even at that level. You know, there's there's world champions and then there's world champions. You know, Robbie Lawler, you know, could out wrestle anybody we know. Exactly. But that's ben what I mean. Ben yeah, Askren he would can, you know, sit and put him on his back. Yes. So it, it's just wild. That's the thing I I guess I like about striking is that I can spend, you know, I have six days a week to train. Typically, I take about one day off. And if I can spend those six days focusing on striking and getting all these, like, beautiful intricacies down and getting to know my body, if that makes any sense. You know, losing all that weight, I've got such an awareness of my body I didn't have before, you know, and the angles I need to cut. And, like, you know, I watch a lot of, like, Anderson Silva Israel Adesanya. I don't know if I said that correctly. I think you did. Yeah, he won last night. Yeah, did he? Uh, You know, decision. I worked till one a.m. last night. I'm also the general manager of a restaurant. You know, and I train full time. And it's God has put me on this mission to go somewhere at a high level, and I know it, and I feel it. And that's, I guess, that's why I'm transitioning into kickboxing. Like to be honest, I don't get nervous at all
5: with kickboxing. Yeah,
6: it's wild. But you did with MMA. Yeah, you know because. MMA, it's I get more nervous for MMA than anything because of the just HR MMA, you know, is my first competition, and it was like I care a lot, if that makes any sense. But with the kickboxing, I'm having so much fun, and there's like no static involved. I can just sit and... It is and interesting. Kick the kick Thai fighters,
0: off. if you go to Thailand, you know, they have 300 fights, and they, they won 240 of them, and that's great. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can lose. I don't yeah. know exactly what we're on to with describing that, but... Sounds consistent with what you're describing.
6: Yes, I, I just think that it's it's more fun for me. You know, some people like other things. I guess because I was so bad at it at first, where okay. I have worked so hard. See the progression. Yeah, and I, I feel like I, you know, just took leaps and bounds and got so much better. Like I said, um, you know, I'm I'm not going to call out anybody, but I went. You to a should, really should. I gym. think. No, no, no. I went to a couple different gyms, and I mean, there were guys who used to absolutely beat me to death when I started. And, you don't think they'd be getting you now? Oh, I mean, they were in a puddle of their own blood. Okay. Yeah. Well,
0: I want to thank you guys for coming in. Um, We are the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW in Jeffersonville, Indiana. I want to also thank our man Dugan Ryan for allowing us to be on the air each and every week. Jordan Sullivan of Triple Crown MMA. Jesse Romans, thank you very much. Absolutely. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW. We appreciate you sticking with us. We just had an MMA segment with Triple Crown MMA uh, from Florence, Kentucky. They're located at 8335 Dixie Highway up in Florence, Kentucky, uh, which is coincidental. Louisville Combat Academy is the sponsor for our show. Located here at 10105 Dixie Highway. That's Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Really the same road, right? Right, Doc? I believe so. It's you guys, one big how far road. does Dixie Highway go? Man, Gary? It goes all the way to Radcliffe. No, but further than that. B town. Uh, these guys are in Dixie Highway up in, in Cincy. No, it, it's far. We'll, we'll do yeah. some research <laughs> and get back to it. You like how I just started that with no real direction, Doc? like,
1: uh, what? <laughs> no, no,
0: it's true, though. Dixie Highway goes really far. Uh, We appreciate everyone sticking with us. we got college basketball, roster turnover to talk about, NBA playoffs. First four games of the NBA playoffs were yesterday. Three of the four games were won by the road team. We've got four games today. We're going to jump into that. Um, Some local guys contributing. I say local. That includes everybody who played for Kentucky, everybody who played for Louisville, Um. Other topics would be Tiger Woods, Sunday Tiger. Yeah. We get to see he's how many strokes back going into today? I think two. Two strokes. Two strokes away from the leaderboard uh, down in Georgia for for the Masters. So we'll get to see if Tiger can pull that out today. How excited would the sports, sports world be? I can't think of another sport that is so tied to one individual mm-hmm. as far as the public United States uh, collective focus than golf, in my opinion. I mean, cycling, we cared about Lance Armstrong. How many cyclists can you name other than Lance Armstrong? Floyd Landis, just because I can name his name, mostly because he ratted on Lance Armstrong. I can name Floyd Landis. But can you guys name any other cyclists?
4: Nope. Name another swimmer other than Michael Phelps. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. I'll take nominees. Ryan Lochte. Yeah, Yeah. because of the gold drill and he got into trouble. Faked a... Yeah okay, Ryan Lochte. You guys know him for swimming, or you know him for doing stupid stuff? Uh, Doesn't
0: matter. Doesn't matter. No, but stupid stuff mostly. Yeah. But if Tiger can pull it out today, old white guys everywhere for some reason still love Tiger, right? (laughs) They do. Old white guy golf fans, for the most part. Now some of them probably don't like Tiger, but as far as that I talk to, the, the even the conventional golf purists, am I wrong? They love Tiger. Yeah, I mean, everybody's cheering for Tiger.
1: How much, how much, I mean, I like to do a find out how much their ratings go up on a tournament that he plays in as opposed to one that he's not. Huge. Oh, yeah.
0: You've seen multiple interviews with the, the lower ranked guys on the PGA saying, thank goodness for Tiger because when he's playing, the eyeballs are just so much bigger. Uh, yeah, I think he's 45 now. And I do, is that right? I'll bring it up. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in. To the weekend sports buzz, we've got an entire another hour. We we hope to hear from guys like Marcus and Blue and our our regular callers with the contributions for college basketball. But I also want to talk about the significance of Tiger Woods and him with Perkins waitresses. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside our crew this morning. We got Doc Parks, we got Chris Embry, and of course, we got our man Gary Love, at Scouting You on Twitter. Plenty of topics to get to this morning. Uh, during the break, we were talking about a few things, one of them being the Cincinnati Reds, so we might as well touch on that. They started out 1-8, okay? I think they won their very first game of the season, then yes. they dropped seven games in a row. So if you're really tied into a 162-game season, day-to-day, day, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs, okay? Yeah. But the Reds started they won their first game, then they dropped seven in a row. They've now won four in a row. Impressive win last night to start the series with the Cardinals. We were talking about Pete Rose during the break. So that got us onto a little bit of a Reds topic. We know our man Marcus loves baseball. Will we hear from him this morning? Yet to be seen, but if we do, he'll have some more perspective from across the, the American and National League, oh. other than just the Reds.
4: I think I can summon Marcus. How? So mention women's basketball. My girlfriend started doing jujitsu this week, and she's already, did she at Apex? Oh yeah, she's already beat up a teenager. Teenager a male. Te- yeah. <laughs> a teenage male. Okay. She submitted him.
3: Damn, that's good stuff.
0: Okay. Might as well let's hear the teenage male's name. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no i'm kidding well, his
0: name is marcus <laughs> oh yeah
4: <laughs> okay
0: well hey, maybe, marcus. <laughs> maybe that means your your girlfriend can
4: just kick an average man's ass now i think maybe she could i've never seen marcus but i, I don't know she has a she's a good arm bar and great triangle defense okay you can't submit her okay, okay. oh is
0: that a challenge why well, that sounds like a challenge that i'd want a piece of <laughs> <laughs>
1: a challenge
0: you don't think i can submit your girlfriend Kelly Patrick I don't
4: know I've rolled you got a good north-south choke I don't know yeah I do okay well I mean you probably could Marcus to be determined okay well it should be a live podcast of that (laughs) what do you think
0: I love it I love it obviously we we focus a lot on martial arts and combat sports here on the weekend sports buzz but as I always say the bread and butter of the show is college basketball. We are brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. They offer kids and adults martial arts classes, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If you want to get in the cage, you can do that. Adrian Jenkins, the Fergusons, Brandon Bishop, even Dusty Stingles over there these days. So they've got a great crew over there of killers. But they also have the gentle art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you want to get involved, you want to better your life, you can do that, too, without getting into the cage. But the bread and butter of our show, regardless of all the combat sports excitement we always have surrounding, you know, whether it's Doc threatening people on behalf of his girlfriend or or Daryl Ray coming in or Jesse Romans.
1: (laughs) Or BTI threatening me. BTI earlier
0: said we shouldn't have you on the air. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little extreme. Yeah, well, I mean it was it was quite the statement. That's okay. Yeah, you know, he was he was he was upset. He was. You know, that's all right. We but all get upset. The the bread and butter of our show is college basketball. Okay. Gary, I'm gonna quiz you, okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. What is the current University of Kentucky men's basketball roster for next season as of right now? How many guys can you tell me about? I can tell you about Ashton Hagens. I'm writing this down. Ashton Hagens will be on the team. You, have, you say quickly? Yep. Quickly. Okay. Uh I'll put Baker for now, but it's no guarantee. Jamal make Jamal, Jamal Baker. Jamal Baker. You think he, Okay. But you do think he'll be on the team.
1: As of he'll right now, yes. Okay. They need a they because they need a shooter. Okay, go on. Uh you have Nick Richards. Nick Richards, okay. EJ Montgomery. Okay. You have Dante Allen. Okay. You have Keon Brooks. Okay. Khalil Whitney. Khalil Whitney.
0: Okay. You have uh, Tyrese Maxey. My God, how many how many roster spots are there? One, two, three, four, Sistina. five, six, seven, eight, nine. You've named nine people. Nate Brad Calipari?
1: Brad Calipari, which he's another one that I wouldn't guarantee would be on the team next year. Okay. Wow. He redshirted it. He redshirted it so that he could he'll be a graduate transfer this year. He could transfer and go to a smaller school and play as much as he could. That's, that's the option I always thought was realistic when they announced he was transferring this. I mean, when they announced he was red shirt in this past year. Yeah, I, well, that's nice
0: that to that Hall? Was, didn't Joe B. Hall play a little bit for Kentucky, but then he transferred somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Is that right? It's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if, if you want to be a coach, and that's your definitive path, Chris Embry, is that right, Calipari's definitive long-term ambitions?
3: It would have to be. If it's basketball-related, it's going to have to be coaching because it's not going to be playing any type of professional.
1: Yeah, I just just don't think – I don't see why he would redshirt. You know, why would you redshirt a walk-on?
3: He's got a scholarship, don't he? I don't think he's a walk-on.
1: I don't see why he would be a scholarship player when, if you work for the university, you go for free.
0: Okay. So he doesn't have to pay for his, his – and regardless, even if he did have to pay for his tuition. Yes. John Calipari could swing that. Uh, a little bit. Okay. So will Brad Calipari play next year? That's an interesting topic. Outside of that, right. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Guys, did you
1: Nate Sestina. Nate How do Brad, I spell that? S E S. Tina.
0: Okay, and he's transferring from where? Bucknell. Okay. He so, averaged... what's the starting lineup next year? Oh, well, I don't think Kentucky. Like to... I don't I think like... they're done recruiting yet. Okay, but that you, you, we just named eleven people, mm-hmm. so you can have out of the ones that are there. Oh, the
1: ones there would be Ashton Hagen. So you're
0: saying Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero is definitely gone? Oh yeah, I believe so. Okay, because he,
1: they got him from 15 to 25 okay. in the draft. I mean, why would you come back? Okay. Especially with all the guards they have on the team for next year. His shots are going to go I, down.
3: I would like to have him back. <laughs> I'd love to have him back.
1: Uh, Kelton Johnson. He's gone. He wants to be a lottery pick. He's fallen to number 25. But I think he's still going. I, I mean, he yeah. I mean, I'd like to have them
0: both back. But
1: uh, history showed, has proven that they won't come back.
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. Because, no, they won't come yeah. back. Right. Yeah. Zion Williamson said he was, may come back. Yeah. Yeah. You think there's any leg- legitimacy to that? No. He's It'd be foolish. It's hundreds certain...
3: of millions waiting on him. No, he's not coming back.
0: Um, okay, so the the, the the starting lineup for next year. We don't need to jump into that, I guess. But if you had to predict who's leading the team in scoring next year, Doc, feel free to chime in. I think Tyrese,
3: because following be. Kentucky yeah.
0: basketball is difficult. Yeah. Okay. When you had somebody, I mean, I wish it was just the good old days where Saul Smith was there for four <laughs> years. He's your guy, right? It was the good old days
3: because Saul Smith sucked, and you liked it. Well, he the was the starting sucked. point guard on some good teams.
1: <laughs> he was the starting point guard when Cliff Hawkins was sitting on the bench, which is embarrassing,
0: but whatever. Okay, no, I'm joking about yeah. Saul yeah. Smith. Oh. Sorry, sorry to touch on a you know touchy <laughs> subject. It was touchy. Yeah, okay. uh,
1: if if if. If I had a to guest today who would be the leading scorer, would be Tyrese Maxey or E.J. Montgomery. Okay. It. Okay. Now, what about the cards? Okay, Louisville's got a huge roster turnover next year. Um, as BTI was uh, explaining earlier, why Jody Demling don't come out and say V.J. King is transferring. Well, V.J. King pretty much said himself that he is on track to graduate this summer. So he wants to leave his options open. I think he's leaving. Louisville. But he
0: could stay around, obviously.
1: Somebody has to go. They've got they're one over their scholarship number right now. Okay. So somebody's going. And in my opinion, it's either going to be Darius Perry or it's going to be V J. King. And I right now it's V J. King. How
0: large of a blow would that be to the Cardinals? The men's basketball program if Darius Perry left?
1: I think he's a good. I think he's a good
0: guard. You well, gotta, I mean, especially relative to the rest of the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a an asset. They need a point right? guard. I mean, yeah. he didn't always look great, but if you lose him, that's not good.
1: No, because you need a point guard on next year's team, and that's why they went out and got this uh, Lamar Kimball. Okay, he played. He was a, he was a point guard his first three years in college. Then they moved him over to shooting guard last year, which. What he shot last year, you better boot him back to point guard. He was twenty nine percent from three point range. He's transferred he's, from where? Saint Joe's. That's right, St. Joe's. Okay. And he averages over his career he averages three assists a game. So you don't think he's that great? Oh, I think he's he's a good player.
0: But he's not gonna walk not, in he's, and
1: he's not a Christian Cunningham. Hmm. Um a guy that's gonna lead your team and assist. But he's a as what I've seen he's a bulldog. Guard, so he's not going to let him. Who's the best
0: team on Louisville? Best player on the Louisville Cardinals basketball team next season?
1: If I had to guess, I say Samuel William uh, Samuel Williamson. Okay, who they have coming in. He's been playing great on the circuit. He's number thirty nine player in the country. He's a wing. As if Nora don't come back. Okay, but BTI suggested that he's not projected to go he's not going first round but you don't
0: it, but, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not leaving no
1: but uh from bob vivano statements who would know sure it's around the program is if he is guaranteed a top 10 pick of the second round he's leaving mm-hmm. because supposedly i mean i don't know any truth to it but him and chris mack butted heads this year
0: okay so. Chris Mack does seem a little fiery. I, I've been warning the Cards fan base really since day, day one. I really have. Um, there's a honeymoon phase of when a coach is hired and everything's great. I saw it with Cragthorpe and, you know, Billy Gillespie had yeah. one. Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, not Billy the Kid, Billy the Man.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay? Yeah. It, it happens with everybody. Yeah, it does. And then we see little clips, little glimpses of – Yeared ability, maybe from a coach, and we did see that at certain points this year from Mac. And then we get to see really who they are and ha- how they handle the pressure. And we are, I don't know exactly what stage of the cycle we're at with Chris Mack, or you know, he may be a 30 year coach here. We don't know. Um, but there are some ups and downs, even with obviously with Rick Patino every year, yeah. certain portion of the Cards fan base would be like, Fire Rick, he's done. And then they'd make a run to the Final Four or something. You're like, oh my God, he's great. Okay, so where are we at with Chris Mack right now, Gary? Oh, I think he's
1: he's setting the tone for his system, is what he's doing. Uh, VJ King had every opportunity to play this year, right? Because the talent wasn't great on this team. Next That's- year, the talent's going to be there. So how's he going to play now? Okay. So he, I mean, the writing's on the wall for him. Um, which it happens. Everybody, every team has transfers. It's not a big deal. But no, I mean, uh, also I seen Chris Mack had knee replacement surgery. Uh, he said his doctor told him after all the ACL injuries he's had, he'd have knee replacement. Said, yeah, right. He said, "Who won that battle?" <laughs> so, no, he I, Chris Mack's fine,
0: fine. But I mean, that's not what the Cards fan base is wanting. Fine. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. The verdict's still out on that. What about the Hoosiers? Any significant news for Archie?
1: uh i don't know significant i mean they've lost two transfers jake forrester and clifton moore which clifton moore is 610 you hate to lose big guys but he didn't get a whole lot of playing time he committed under tom Crean. uh they've only got two recruits coming in which one of them's really good trace jackson davis number 18 player in the class he's a mcdonald's all-american two thirty. 230 he's really good and then the other guy armand franklin three star number 156 player in the country and that's the only two guys he has coming in. Okay. So the end is near for Archie. I think I think if they don't significantly improve next year, he'll probably be gone.
3: Yeah, it's when you don't do anything with Abraham Lincoln, man.
1: You know? <laughs> Chris,
2: speak up.
3: <laughs> speak up, Chris. <laughs> what did you
2: just say? Uh
3: Abraham Lincoln uh was on their team last year and they didn't even go to the end. You're saying
0: Romeo Lankford yes. would be called Abraham Lincoln. Okay.
1: They have the number 40 class in America.
0: So recruiting-wise, Archie Miller is no Sean Miller. Is that right? Yeah. He's not. He's not. Even though you would say traditionally the Hoosiers are a bigger job than Arizona, right? I mean, I know Arizona had Lute Olson; They had some tradition there. Mm -hmm. But the Hoosiers are on a different level. You would think if he's Sean Miller 2.0, he can at least get some big-name talent. Number 40 class in the country. Yeah. That's not what Hoosiers fans no, no, thought no. they were getting, is it? No, I okay. know. While at Dayton, he wasn't a recruiting guru; that wasn't That's his right. thing. He was a little, little bit of a different identity than Sean from day one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know that. Mm-hmm. But number forty class in the country, after a very disappointing season, yeah. I mean, the the Hoosiers fan base right now has to be very disappointed.
1: That's why you, when you hire him. Uh, or anybody that's not a solid recruiter, you have to have great recruiting staff.
0: Okay. And you it, don't. Bring in Kenny Johnson. He's good at it. It's put um, the
3: truth into hibernation.
1: We yeah, know. we
0: haven't heard from the truth in a while, have we?
3: No.
1: But <laughs> as, as of today, Kentucky has the number two class in America. Okay. Today, uh, Louisville's has slipped to number eight. Okay, but still, that's no, not that bad. No, so any, they're going
0: to have a good class. Any top ten classes. What else do you have on that piece of paper at Scouting You, Gary Love? Um, you got I'm notes I keep, know you do your I homework keep, I always keep notes on you're the recruiting, recruiting guy that's why we have you in we know yeah. we know you're you're on top of all things in the world of recruiting
1: yeah Um. I don't know I, I think I say Louisville's incoming class next year other than Samuel Williamson watch out for Josh Nickelberry okay he's really good he's really good guard uh, shooting guard He's ranked low right now. He's number 99, but he will move up. I think he'll probably be top 40 when the next recruiting cycle comes out.
0: Okay. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Uh, We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got our man Blue is on the line with us. Blue, how are you this morning?
7: I'm doing really good, Kelly. What's going on, brother? Hey, hey, Kelly, when you asked Gary Love uh, what was the U.K. starting lineup next, next year, he doesn't have, have an answer because uh, it's all willy-nilly. Uh, Calipari hasn't, hasn't heard the word of who's great, and so he can go out and get him. And hope, hopefully they'll, they'll make it to the Elite again. He's not about a crap shooter, man. Hey, I'm saying that you, uh, you fellas, man, we had a historical NCAA championship game and nobody has said anything about it. Not one word about how great Tony Bennett did. A coaching job. You know, uh, uh, players are an extension of their coach. <laughs> You've got to be there for a while to be, you know, to learn your coach's you know, system. <laughs> uh, isn't that funny? Uh, uh, even the players that, that, that knocked him out last year in the first round, they've congratulated Tony Bennett. Well, isn't, isn't that great? I, I mean, wasn't a history-making killism, don't you agree?
0: I agree with you, and I do think Tony Bennett is refreshing to a degree for college basketball purists. Blue, I would refer to you as a college basketball purist. What are your thoughts on that? I told
7: you that, that years ago. I, I knew I was, man. And people are talking about, oh, oh Virginia's boring. Uh, the name of the game is putting the ball in the basket, It's not running down court throwing the ball up to the basket. I mean, my God, it's like shooting, man. It's like playing defense. You, uh, you, you get that? I, I mean, come on, man. Okay. was oh, man, I mean, that's, that's the way the game is played. And, and as, as far as recruiting, don't you think that, that Tony Bennett could have got some of those so-called uh, five stars if he wanted them? No, man, he not that. He wants to, he wants to earn, earn his money. He wants to be a coach, but a coach does. You know, put players in position to win the games. Not just throw them – get a bunch of players they don't know uh, this from that and throw them out there.
3: No coach uh, in America man. would turn down a five-star player. Not one coach in America.
0: Would they wouldn't turn him down. They exactly. wouldn't turn him down.
3: This
7: what I'm saying. Okay. He, he didn't want that. Excuse
0: they, me. They were, you're right, they, uh, Chris. You said they would not turn down – if Tony Bennett had the number one player in the country announce. I only want to play for Virginia next year. Blue, Tony Bennett would accept that player, right?
7: I heard the last part. Yeah, I'm sure he would have kept it. Uh, He he, he, he just does does it the right way. He doesn't. You can win a championship multiple ways, man, but I'm telling you, wait, Well, Cal is a crapshoot, man. I okay. Ain't not going to win anymore. I guarantee he won't win anymore. As I told Chris, Chris last week, get used to the ending that, that, that Kentucky is doing now, man. They're not going to do nothing, man.
2: <laughs> okay, Blue.
7: I, 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 I guarantee they won't. Okay. I they won't. Enjoy your show, man. I love it.
0: Great stuff. <laughs> Blue is the best caller in the world. He always comes through with the enthusiasm, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's not pro Calipari, so you guys aren't always big on him, are you?
3: He's an undercover Louisville fan, right? Then that's okay. You said that a few <laughs> weeks ago.
0: Regardless of what he is, he's an informed college basketball fan, and we always appreciate Blue's
4: calls. Right, Doc? Oh, That, that was a fiery call there. That was fiery. He yeah. ended it with, I love it. Uh, yeah. he, he's always
0: so pro the weekend sports was. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. he's. I
1: mean, people like Cal, people don't like Cal, I mean – I
0: you know, I really He's hate
1: high. settling
3: for elite eights. It's really depressing. I I, I can't stand it.
1: You can't stand it? <laughs> I went to the barbershop. Do you is that are you being serious there, Chris? <laughs> no, I mean Was that
3: facetious? It, it is facetious. It's come on, man. This is dude, hardly ever does the best team win it all. Okay. Come on, we know this.
1: I just think it's Friday. you went to the barbershop. I went to the barbershop Friday and the barbershop that I go to is ninety percent Louisville fans. Pre- so, when I when I walked in, they said, what happened to Kentucky? Because they know I'm a UK fan. I'm like, the same thing that happened to Carolina, Duke, Kansas, all these teams that you lose. I mean, Duke was the best team ever put together, according to people.
0: Your barbershop predominantly white, predominantly African-American. What's the breakdown?
1: Per, uh, 99% African-American. Okay, okay. Go on. And, you know, there'd be a bunch of little fans, and, and I have no problem with with them give, Fans, rib, ribbing me about it, but you can't say what happened to my team when your team loses the first round of tournament.
0: How long have you been going to this barbershop? Give them a plug. I went to high school with these kids.
1: Wh- so, what's the name of it? Uh Barbers R Us. Okay. So on Barry Boulevard. Okay. So if you if you want your if you want to get get your hair lined, you know, your line uh uh the hair faded up, your beard lined up, they'll take care of you. How often
0: do you get your hair cut? Every Friday. Okay. Who
1: cuts your hair? Ty. Okay. And Blue's the owner, and yeah, we're good. Blue, okay. Blue, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff there. And you got Noodle. <laughs> so
0: we're all about nicknames here. Okay. Yeah. We got Tiger Woods in contention today. How big of a story is that? Huge, huge. Uh, they
1: they've went through the first hole, and he's still two shots down as of last I've seen it.
0: Nobody cares. If he comes in second, is that a big story? Obviously, it's a story. People are tuning in, and that's what the Masters cares about. Yeah.
3: If he gets that close, yeah. I mean, if he's, like, number two, absolutely.
0: But okay, but but the big story is if he wins another major.
1: He is currently two shots down
0: through four. Okay. The Weekend Sports Bus is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Okay. We're going to head to the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line now. We have our caller, Marcus, on the line. Marcus, how are you this morning?
8: Well, I, I don't think I can compete with Blue's call, I'll tell you that.
0: Well, you can take a, can take a swing at it, Marcus.
8: <laughs> well, I, I got a couple of questions for y'all right off the bat. Uh, you got two good old Kentucky boys on there. Uh, who's the leading scorer in U.K. basketball history? Dan Issel. Is that right, Gary? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, that's right. So, I saw Dan Essel and Louie Dampier out together last night. That was a real treat. Okay. So, just a couple of uh, really class acts and really nice guys. And, and, you know, they're out, you know, having a couple of drinks and having a nice time. And two or three people come up to them and they're just like, Hey, aren't you Dan Essel? Aren't you Louie Dampier? Yada, 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 getting their picture taken and this, that, and the other. And uh, I'm nearby and while Louis is getting his picture taken with a couple of women, uh, Dan Essel walks over, and he's standing there, and one of my coworkers says to him, does it ever bother you that, you know, people ask you for autographs and pictures when you go out in public? And Essel said, well, I had a coach when I was in college named Adolf Ruck, and he told me, you never worry when people are asking you for autographs and pictures. You start worrying about that when they stop asking.
0: Okay. I like that mentality. I that was pretty cool. That is very yeah. cool. I think Dan Issel has been in headlines in recent years because he's a part of the, um, the NBA to Louisville movement, right? Yes. He's, he's pro-NBA yes. to Louisville, isn't he? Absolutely. He was real involved with the, the Colonels, right? He yeah. played for the Colonels. I think Louis Dampier did also. So both those guys are probably pro-bringing uh, the NBA to Louisville. I don't know that it will happen, but that's why I've heard of Dan Issel most Recently, okay, Marcus, what do you? What else do you have for us this morning, Marcus?
8: Well, then I got a question for for Chris because he just said something that always just makes me smash my head into a stone every time I hear somebody say it. How do you determine who the best team is? Tournament head-to-head right. matchup. So whoever wins, whoever wins is always the best team. You can never say, "Oh, the best team hardly ever wins it." No. The way you determine who's better is direct, head-to-head competition on a playing surface. That's why figure skating is not a sport, but basketball is. So whoever wins the last team standing, they're the best. You can never say, well, the best team didn't win. Because they're not the best team. Well, we didn't have our best player. Well, then, then that's your team. Whoever you put on the court, that's your team. If you're the best, you win. Who won the national championship? I didn't
3: watch one second of that crap. See, here's the thing. If it was like the NBA where it's a series, you get the best team when you do that. When you have a one-game elimination, this is this is what you get. I don't believe the best team wins every year. I mean, yeah, they won it, but that don't mean – I mean, look at Virginia. Uh, Duke beat Virginia twice, right? And, and then Virginia wins it all. <laughs> I mean, does that mean that they're better than
8: Duke? I don't know.
3: I guess you got to uh, say this season you're, you're, they i work.
8: tell you, Chris, you're starting to sound like a Louisville fan because I remember a few years ago when Connecticut won the national title, <laughs> I heard a bunch of Louisville fans walking around going, well, we beat Connecticut three times. We're better than Connecticut. No. If you're the best, you win the title.
7: Okay, that's and fair. the
8: NBA, needless to remind you, there have been multiple times when the so-called best team in the NBA – with the best record in the NBA has gotten beat in a best of 7 format in the first round.
1: Seattle SuperSonics
8: Golden State Warriors
0: Denver Nuggets There you go. Your Denver Nuggets won with Dikembe <laughs> Mutombo. Who they, was it the Sonics maybe? That it was. Remember Dikembe? Yeah, they beat
2: the Sonics. DeKembe, yeah. yeah, that's
0: right. Laying upside or laying on his back holding the ball mm-hmm. like crying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the NBA is a different animal entirely. There's no denying that, Marcus. Are you intrigued with these NBA playoffs this year?
8: Well, I, I, I did want to say one thing to all the sports fans listening that, you know, your team doesn't win or they suck or, like, I, you know, I, I, just, I just wanted to tell you, like Reds fans and, you know, people like that, I actually had a day where I could relate to you people, and it was yesterday. Because the Red Sox lost, the Cardinals lost, and the 76ers lost. All in the same day. Okay. You know, so I, I'm used to the 76ers winning because they've stunk for most of this century. But, you know, it's easy to write off because usually in baseball, since I've been a baseball fan, one of my two teams has been good enough to be competing for the pennant, right? But, you know, when they both lose on the same day and your basketball team loses too, I mean, man, I don't know how people that are sports fans of, of lousy programs and second-rate, poorly run NBA teams. I, I don't know how they get through from day to day.
0: Okay. Well, Marcus, as always, we appreciate your call. Um, thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday, Marcus. Thank you. All right. See you later. Great stuff there from Marcus. Mm-hmm. He touched on a few different things. we got a a couple minutes before we got to head to break. Um, anything in particular that stood out to you guys?
1: I agree with him as far as uh, pulling for poor sports franchises. <laughs> How you hinge, you know, hinge on like I'm a Reds fan. Mm-hmm. They haven't won. A, they haven't won a World Series since 1990. Uh, Cowboy, I'm a Cowboys fan. They've won two playoff games since 1999. Okay, <laughs> In 20 years. So my teams are used to losing. How about you, Kelly? Your teams lose?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Bengals, Reds. I guess Louisville. Yeah. Um, Pacers, those are my teams. Yep, I'm a, uh, I'm a Hornets man. fan. Yeah, Hornets. Yeah, they're why bad. Hornets? Because Grandmama and and Zoe and Rex Chapman and Mugsy Bogues. Okay, mm-hmm. Rex Chapman. Mm-hmm. There's a contingency of Kentucky fans who are Browns fans because mm-hmm. of Tim Couch.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I've never liked the
0: Browns. Do you agree with that? That some people, I'm sure. are f- yeah. yeah. A lot of Tim Couch jerseys still out there. You ever have a Tim Couch jersey, Doc? That, that was my very
4: first jersey I ever had. Shocker. Well, I'm shock <laughs> color me shocked. How many Tim Couch jerseys do
3: you have, Chris? Never. Gary? No. Okay. Now, I mean the thing is I just
1: I never I've never been a jersey guy. Okay. Yeah. What? You my a family. jersey guy, Doc?
4: No. Uh, as a teenager, yeah, Couch and Vinny Testaverdi were my two jerseys.
0: Those are the only two jerseys you've ever had. That's correct. Okay. You guys have never had jerseys? No. Gary? Uh, Chris? I mean. This is the time th- to be honest. We're not looking for fibbers. I just, <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't never think,
1: had a jersey, Chris? I he, don't think I have. He any. just had a Dodgers uh, uh, go Jane.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, you remember that. Okay. That's right.
0: For those of our listeners who don't know, Gary Love, Chris Embry, First Cousins. So you guys grew up in the sports world. You're very familiar with the, the climate here. Uh, both Kentucky supporters. How many people in your family are Louisville fans? Percentage-wise. Jesse and my sister. Okay. So there's some Cards fans, but predominantly UK. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Doc, percentage-wise for your family, you grew up in Lexington.
4: Correct. Most of my family is from eastern Kentucky. I have one brother who is a very, very casual Louisville follower. And he... he would choose the Cards over the Cats? Uh, I don't even know if he would now. He's that casual. Nowadays, he may just be swayed if more people in the room are Kentucky fans <laughs> than Louisville fans.
0: Hmm. Okay. He used to,
4: I think he used to do it just to be a dissenter, though. He just wanted to be different.
0: My family's from Ohio. Uh, mostly would be, I guess, Ohio State Buckeyes fans. Not Bobcat's? Bobcats, uh, yeah, Bobcats and Buckeyes, though, because the Bobcats are on such a smaller level than the Buckeyes. Louisville at least hangs a little bit with Kentucky, to a little degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bobcats, I was born in Athens, Ohio, so I was born on the campus of Ohio University. Uh, So everybody's Bobcats fans. But mostly I'd say Buckeyes, but as far as the people in Kentucky, mostly Louisville. My son, Johnny's 10. He's like a... Duke fan so I don't know he was a Kentucky fan for a while not a Cards fan my daughter Caitlin is more of a Louisville fan so but you know so it's a little bit of a here and there my mother and her husband are are Cards fans in their families uh, would be my step okay my step grandparents on my for my mother's husband's side are all little big Louisville fans my step grandparents on my father's side are in Bardstown all huge Kentucky fans so it goes both ways.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. We are going to head to a break. we got those Weekend Golf guys coming up at 11 o'clock. I want to thank our crew, Doc Parks, Gary Love, Chris Embry. we got a final segment coming up. Be sure to stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on one FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272, so the Valley Station area off Dixie Highway. They do adult Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes, uh, obviously wrestling and kickboxing and everything that goes into mixed martial arts, so... Get at A.J. Jenkins and the, uh, the the crew there at Louisville Combat Academy. If you want to better your life, and specifically if you want to get into the cage, that's the place to go for the hard sparring and the really hard work in the world of combat sports in the Louisville market.
4: The face-breaking.
0: The face-breaking. Was that a drop, Doc?
4: No, that was me.
0: Okay. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Very intense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We touched on a lot of topics this morning, okay? We've got NBA playoffs. First four games of the playoffs were yesterday. Got four more today, so you can sit around and watch a bunch of NBA today if you want. Or you can sit around and watch the Masters. There was a UFC card last night in Atlanta, so also Georgia. Uh, Max Holloway and Stylebender Israel Adesanya were on the card. Um, those are the big stories. Doc, doc, any thoughts
4: on that? Uh, I didn't watch it. Okay. I wish I would I wish it did. I heard that it was a very good card. Yeah. I heard Lomachenko won over the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So a really good Very really nice. He's, he was standing
0: sports. southpaw, and he did a left cross. It's funny to be southpaw. Left cross and a right hook, and the okay. guy knocked him out. Supposedly, Lomachenko knocked, broke his hand with that knockout. Really? Is what I read. Hmm. So we'll see. Uh, but Lomachenko,
4: probably the best boxer in the world right now, right, Doc? Oh, for sure. Not even close. Not yeah. even close. I think he's going to be the best of all time. Wow. And I think that won't be close either.
0: (laughs) You're aware boxing's not, like, brand new, right? I understand. Better than Sugar Ray
4: Robinson? Look at the things he's doing. He's reinventing boxing, I think. Oh, my God.
0: Doc, with the hyperbolic statements left and right this morning. Doc, you get the hell out of here. Who's going to stop
4: Lomachenko? I don't know. He's lost. Orlando Salido beat him in the second fight of his career. Through history, right, who could stop current Lomachenko right now?
0: What is he at, 135?
4: 145.
0: Um, okay. 147. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, but he's moved up. I don't know. But that's intriguing. All right. Also, we got Tiger, Sunday Tiger. He's 43. I looked it up. And oh. he's struggling
1: today. Okay. So uh, it looks like they're going to go under weather delay, which he probably needs.
0: <laughs> they started late. To, or, I'm sorry. They started early today yeah, because of the weather. Uh, we got Sunday Tiger. Also, some coaching carousel. Bread and butter of our sports market in Louisville, southern Indiana, is college basketball. Chris Embry, Gary Love, during the break, you guys were talking a little coaching carousel in the world of college basketball. What are the significant moving pieces that we have not yet discussed on the weekend sports buzz in previous weeks? Mick Cronin to (laughs) to
3: UCLA. Yeah, Mick Cronin uh, to UCLA is the worst hire.
0: I mean, ever? they should have just kept we, who they had, right? We just had Doc say Lomachenko's hands down the best boxer ever. You're going to say this is the worst hire in the history of sports? Well,
3: no. <laughs> A lot of bold statements <laughs> flying around but, here. My goodness. You know what? Hot takes. It is the most bland. I mean.
2: Could
7: he possibly do well?
3: How do you start with trying to hire Calipari and end up
1: with Mick Cronin? <laughs> well, you look at it like this he's he's took to cincinnati to nine straight tournaments and even his the media in cincinnati were saying he's a great regular season coach let somebody else coach him in the march
0: okay um, people were saying that about tony bennett just last year
1: Oh, he's not even close to Tony Bennett okay. as far as
0: coaching. But they were saying that they were knocked yeah. out as one by the sixteen just last year. Now they're champions. I just think now it, they got their arms waving in the yeah. air and playing the Queen. We are the champions. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just think if they didn't like Ben Hallen's style of play, oh my goodness, they're going to hate Mick Cronin's.
0: Who's they? What is it? What kind of sporting like market is Los Angeles? It, Let's dive into that. It,
1: they're front runners.
0: Okay, exactly, okay.
1: So, if they're done well, then they're there. Uh, Last year, I think they averaged 7,000 fans per game. So, if they're done bad, they don't come around.
0: Okay, well, in a way, maybe that's good. Maybe expectations are kind of low, despite the history of UCLA in the 70s, right? I don't know. This is a unique hire. We don't have to focus just on Mick Cronin, but he has some local ties, obviously, you know, at one point, uh, Patino. Uh, assistant, uh, then with Cincinnati with and Bob Huggins' assistant. Bob Huggins' assistant. So he's got a lot of lineage. What I like about him is the photos of him where he looks real fiery and he's screaming mm-hmm. and he's got funny looks on his face. He's a funny little little character. Yeah, little leprechaun. Little leprechaun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what other know. hires? Avery Johnson was let go in the SEC by Alabama. Yeah, you, they got Nate Olds from Buffalo. Okay. I
1: think that's going to be a pretty good hire. They got a grad transfer this morning, commit James Beetle Bowden from West Virginia. Uh, Kentucky native. So that'd be, that's a good pickup for them for a point guard. Okay. If he can stay healthy, he's hurt
0: all the time. Um, didn't Avery Johnson have some good momentum going? He did. Isn't it wild? He was let go.
3: I think
1: so.
0: I don't know. They, you know, there's,
1: there's buzz going around that he lost the locker room. If you lose a locker room, you can't, it's hard to keep players in. Okay. Um, then you had Eric Musselman leave Nevada and go to Arkansas, which I think is a great hire. Yes,
3: he's one of the up and coming. What about Jerry
1: Stackhouse to Vanderbilt? Very weird. It's it's a weird hire, but I I see where they're coming from. <laughs> is it weirder than the Penny be, Hardaway hire in Memphis? No, cause, no, because Penny went to Memphis. Okay, um, and Penny, I don't know. I mean, I like Stackhouse. He was a G League coach. Uh, the AD that's there now was the president of the G League, so that's why he brought him in.
0: I don't necessarily disagree with the hire. I yeah. just really can't see many scenarios where it turns out real good. The seal, the, the bar has been placed very low for Vanderbilt basketball yeah. in recent years, right? Yeah. What did they go in in conference last year? Oh, and eighteen. I don't think that's good. Last I'm no math. Year. Yeah. You know, wow. And they math isn't McDonald's my specialty, but that's not they
1: had one. The one guy, uh, Darius Garland, got hurt. Nine games into the year, so they lost their point guard. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, time will tell. It's hard to recruit at Vanderbilt because the academic
0: standards are so high. They just need to have a fake – they need to pull the North Carolina, right, and fudge the transcripts, right? Well, I
1: mean, they can pull a Duke. Duke used to be – it's hard to get in for everybody else. I mean, they – you know, everybody lowers their academic standing. Duke does. Kentucky probably does. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you you want to get the best players in your program. I think he'll. I think he'll be all right. I mean,
0: what does it all right mean? That they're going to go two and sixteen, or they go to the tournament
1: every once every three or four years.
0: Okay, so Jerry Stackhouse may have some success. He'll be all right. Yeah. Other coaching carousel hires: Buzz Williams to Texas A&M. Okay. Oh yeah. He that's, got he got four commitments the yesterday.
3: SEC just
0: really upped its game. Do I hope. hear this every single year? But, SEC basketball's uptick. Every single year, if it were exponentially to uptick every single year, then it should be like way up here. I'm using my hands right now, and I'm really reaching high.
1: They went from five years ago, I think six years ago, getting two guys in the two teams in the state tournament to seven and eight a year, which is pretty substantial. I think the ACC only got seven teams in this year. And how
0: many did the SEC get? Seven. Okay. Big Ten. Big Ten got eight. Okay.
4: There's your upticks.
0: The, the upticks—they just mm-hmm. keep upticking. I just hear it every off season, yeah. SEC's back. Well, SEC's I mean, basketball's here, here to stay. Oh my goodness, Tennessee and and Auburn—they do made, have good
7: coaches. I guess they do. I, really, I mean,
0: Rick you, Barnes in Tennessee, and yeah. I mean, I guess they do. And how did
1: how in the world did Steve Alford get a ten-year contract? That he is the, the polar opposite of Eric Musselman. Okay. So, there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's three guys already said they was transferring the day he got hired. Just because, I mean, the personalities are so different. But, I don't know. I mean, Alfred's a good coach. I just think everywhere he's been, the 80s have wanted him out. He was at Iowa and he was going to get fired, so he left and went to New Mexico. You don't go from
0: Iowa to New Mexico. Following contracts across the world of sports is wild. Baseball franchises seem to get... Burnt left and right with these huge contracts. Mm -hmm. Yet, they still keep happening. College basketball, I mean, you you just gave an example of Alford. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could completely strike out on this and then get another great job in a couple years, right? Yeah. Why? I don't know. (laughs) ADs are are hesitant
1: to uh, take a chance on college assistance.
0: Huh. So, I don't... Name recognition is valuable. Yes. Okay. Okay. What else? What else is going on? We just got a couple mi- few minutes left in the the weekend sports buzz this morning. What Any about, other?
1: What about Matt Bevin taking a shot at uh, Louisville women's?
0: Yeah, that was like a, a little bit ago, but we haven't really talked about no. that much. Um, <laughs> I
1: think he's. I think he he tries to control the whole state, which is I think is Bevin. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm he's not, like Trump I'm on a, a Kentucky level, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. he he's, try, saw,
3: he's trying to be like Trump. He Trump. really
0: does go in the Trump mold. Yes, I saw a video of him at some—I don't know what he was at a couple days ago—but him just getting booed, just booed. People, everybody in the crowd was holding up anti-Bevin signs. <laughs> it cra- to degree, kind of cracks me up. Yeah. I, you know, you I, want
1: somebody to speak their mind. You know, I guess, yeah.
0: yeah. The teachers, and I mean, there's a lot of. We could jump into some political stuff. Yeah, let's not do uh, that. yeah, we don't have to do that, mm-hmm. but. What do you think of, of Jeff Walls, right? He's staying put. Yeah. Tennessee, uh,
1: did, Tennessee didn't even call him.
0: Now, are we going to hear from Marcus these last few few minutes when we start talking about women's basketball? I don't know. But Tennessee didn't even call him. What was all the buzz about that for? I don't know. It, 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 I you, guess they just
1: assumed. But they went and got the Miss, Miss, uh, Missouri State coach. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know she went there, but I just don't know why you don't even pick up the phone unless you don't think you can pay him.
0: Bevin uh, was supporting Kentucky basketball, and that's what prompted Jeff Walls to say, "Hey, we're still in it. We, <laughs> what about us, Bevan? on Twitter? Right?" And, and that got everybody in such an uproar. Yeah. Well, uh, he's uh, not a Louisville fan. We know that,
3: right? I mean, he's a Kentucky fan. So, uh, but you know, it, it's like he does stuff for shock. Value. Certainly
1: does. See, I don't even know if he's a Kentucky fan because he's not from here. So, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I just don't think you. He's definitely not a Louisville fan. Yeah, sports and politics do not mix for me.
0: They they don't. But in a, in a way, I mean, there's there's always some tie-ins, yeah. right? I like to see a little bit back and forth, though. They don't bother. I, I mean, it, I like excitement. Yeah, absolutely. Trump and the uh, in the uh, entire Colin Kaepernick <laughs> thing. It was kind of a little bit of a, a narrative there. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Trump and the entire Congress.
0: Yeah, Trump and everybody. <laughs> so we have here that Matt Bevan. Let's see what the details we got on him. He was born in Denver, Colorado. He's fifty two. Okay. Okay. We'll see. You know, I, I like I like uh that the cards kept Jeff Walls. That's gotta be good for the future of the women's program, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
3: He's, he's a really good coach.
0: One of the best. Mm -hmm. They lost to Connecticut. You know, that's all right. They beat them the first time and then lost the second. So does that mean to – all right, so we're flipping the scripts now. Just a couple minutes left. But you said Duke beat Virginia twice. That's right. Who's the better team this year, Duke or Virginia? (laughs) Who's the better team, Chris, Duke or Virginia this year? Virginia. Okay, Virginia you got to default to that. Yeah,
1: they lost three games. They lost two to Duke and one to Florida State in ACC tournament.
0: Louisville beat oh. Connecticut, but when it really mattered, Connecticut wins. You got to give the nod to Connecticut, yeah. even if it's single elimination. We're on the beginning couple days of the NBA playoffs, which is a absolute marathon. Yep. How many months do we have ahead? Three months of the uh, NBA playoffs? playoffs. Yeah, it's we'll unreal. Be, we'll be talking <laughs> about the NBA playoffs every week for the next. I don't know how many months. I think
1: they play about, what, 115 games yes. if you win it all.
0: That's. Are you serious? Yeah,
1: Tiger's three strokes are down now.
0: <laughs> Tiger Woods. We'll see if Sunday Tiger can capitalize today. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. For Chris Embry, Gary Love, Doc Parks, be sure to join us next Sunday from 9 to 11, where we will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.